Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network on Yahoo Sports Radio. Well, our first guest was a defensive mainstay on the NFL's Team of the Decade in the 1990s. Darren Woodson was a five-time Pro Bowler and a three-time Super Bowl champion for the Dallas Cowboys. He played 12 seasons and retired as the franchise's all-time leading tackler with 1,350. But before he did... He's among the NFL's first wave of cover safeties lined up to cover slot receivers for those championship teams in Dallas. Darren Woodson intercepted 23 passes, forced 17 fumbles, and sacked 11 quarterbacks in his career, and he was inducted into the Cowboys' ring of honor last weekend during halftime of the Seattle game. Darren now serves as a football commentator for ESPN. He's been on the preliminary list of candidates for Hall of Fame consideration, and today, today we're fortunate to have him. Darren Woodson, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, you know, appreciate you guys having me on today. Hey, Darren, safety is not a position favored by the Hall of Fame Selection Committee. There are only seven pure safeties in Stride in Canton and not a one since 1998. You're visiting with three Hall of Fame voters here. Help us with the criteria. What should we be looking for in a Hall of Fame safety? Versatility. I mean, I, I would think that would be the first thing out of my mouth if I was looking for uh, a Hall of Fame safety. And, and I say that simply because, listen, anyone can play 14 yards back in cover two. Anyone can play in the middle of the field uh, and line up there and not have to have any coverage responsibility. That's, that's one thing. But I would say a safety that can cover, uh, a safety that can come up and tackle, uh, and a safety that can you know blitz around the line of scrimmage and, and make plays happen around the, uh, around the line of scrimmage. And, of course, you have to be able to elevate the teammate's game at the same time. But, you know, when I, when I look at these nowadays, I look at one of those guys that can transcend, especially a guy playing in the 90s or the 80s or whatnot. And, and then back in those days, there were, there were a lot of big safeties, you know, 220-some pounds, come up and plug the run and, you know, make big hits. But could those safeties games transcend and, and move on to, to later years in which, like, you're playing in offense now where everything's spread open, uh, offenses are looking for matchups. And they're going out, going at these matchups in one-on-one situations, and, they, and the game has changed. So, can, that, can the safeties that played in the '80s and '90s play in the 2000s, and, and especially with the way these offenses play now? And I think that's what you're looking for. Well, you know, as you probably know, uh, Darren, it took Paul Krause 14 years to get enshrined uh, in the Hall of Fame. And he was the all-time leading in interceptor. The knock on him was played so deep that he never tackled anybody. Now you got Steve Atwater. He tackled everybody. Knock him in. Says he doesn't have enough interceptions. Again, we need your help. Who, uh, in your mind, was or is the perfect NFL safety, other than yourself, of course? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I would look at guys back in when I first came in the league, Ronnie Lott was a safety. And I say that for one reason, because Ronnie Lott came in the league and he was playing played the corner cornerback position. He was a guy that was extremely versatile. And and you watched his, I watched his game early on as a kid, watching him run around and make plays. And, of course, he was a childhood hero of mine. Uh, as, as a safety, but you know, Ronnie Lott was the, was the guy that, that basically started that ferocious hitter, that guy that could cover uh, and make big plays on the ball. I look at guys that you know. When I came in the league, I was looking at guys like Carnell Lake, and, and for what what reason? You know, when I came in the league, they, they played me a lot more at the nickel back position. I had to like cover a lot. Well, Carnell Lake was a guy who played at the UCLA. He was an outside linebacker. Pittsburgh Steelers draft him. He's playing the slot covering the slot and the nickel. He's playing safety. He's playing a little corner on the outside. You know, those are the, those two are the guys that I've patterned my game after because I saw how athletic they were. 
I saw how much they meant to the, the progress of the team, how, you know, how much they lifted up everybody on the team simply by their versatility. So, you know, I, if I had one guy to pick, I would say Ronnie Lott was the guy that was still the staple and the GOAT at the, at the safety position. You know, it's funny. We had Ronnie on here earlier, and he mentioned Kenny Easley. You talk about big hitters. Kenny oh, Easley yeah. is a big hitter. Yeah. You know, We're with Darren Woodson I, on the Talk of Fame Network. And, Darren, uh, you didn't arrive in Dallas as a safety uh, if I'm correct, I think uh, you were a linebacker at ASU and even lined up at some defensive end, I think, your senior year. Anyway, um, the Cowboys drafted you as a safety, and what I'm wondering is, and we've asked this of uh, Ronnie before, how difficult was it to make that transition in the NFL? He went, of course, from corner to safety, but uh, you went from linebacker to safety. How difficult was it to make that transition? Well, I think the transition was more of a mental uh, change for me. You know, at Arizona State, you know, Lovey Smith coached me at Arizona State uh, as an outside linebacker slash rover back. And, you know, what I did a lot there was I played closer to the line of scrimmage. Uh, he had the covering in third down situations more so than than probably most. But, you know, I, I, I did a little bit of that. But when I made the transition into the NFL, I was never a guy that had to make all the checks in the back end. Uh, and that was the biggest adjustment for me was, Lining guys up, whether it be my cornerbacks on the outside, my, my linebackers, just being that quarterback for the defense, that, that was the biggest change. And playing further in the back end on first down, I would play further in the back end as a true safety. Uh, that was a hard adjustment for me uh, in my first year, and, and it took me a while to get comfortable with being that leader in that secondary. Darren, you arrived in Dallas in 1992, the year the Cowboys started winning Super Bowls. Your first locker room included Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, Jay Novacek, Charles Haley, Eric Williams, among others. When did you first realize just how talented that team was? The first day of practice. And I didn't know, <laughs> you know, Rich, I can tell you this. I didn't, I didn't know, you know, I couldn't compare my experience with any other, you know, the other teams out there because I didn't see any other teams. This was the only team I'd been on. But what I could tell was the, the competitive nature at practice. And hearing Ken Norton Jr., and Michael Irvin, you know, barking at each other all day. Uh, hearing Jimmy Johnson talk about the alpha dog mentality and making sure that, you know, he didn't mind if there was a little scrap, a little fight, uh, and, and putting, uh, putting together guys and, and putting them in, in competition and letting everybody know these two guys are right now. These two safeties are in competition. Someone's going to win out. And I just thought he, he liked that volatile mentality. Jimmy Johnson loved that volatile mentality. And that's when I saw – you know, how competitive this team was and how strong we were. And I didn't know until, I think it was week one, we played the Washington Redskins uh, here in te- at Texas Stadium. And uh, it was a Monday night game, and it was our first, you know, we played the preseason, you know, it could go either way. We're playing that first game, and the Washington Redskins just coming off their being Super Bowl champ, and we handed it to them. And that's the first time I really felt like this is a very, extremely confident team. Uh, had a lot of swagger, and we had a ton of depth on both sides of the ball. You played on three Super Bowl champions. You beat the Bills uh, twice, uh, and you also beat the Steelers. Which one of those teams do you think was the best and why? I would say the Bills, uh, honestly. I mean, and I'm looking at it from an off, you know, as a defensive-minded uh, guy. You know, Kelly and, and Kay Gunn was, was special. And, you know, you talk to anyone back there, especially in the AFC, uh, they, they always talked about and you always saw what they could do. And you had like, Thurman and uh, Andre Reed, Jim Kelly, uh, strong offensive line in a defense 
uh, were led by Bruce Smith. You just saw a ton of talent on that side, and they had a tremendous amount of, of, of respect and a tremendous amount of, of, of success over the years, simply you know, you know, getting there so many times, you know, two years before uh, we even saw. So you know, they're, they are a veteran-laden team, strong offensively, and I remember, you know, didn't see a whole lot of them when I was coming out of college, but in my first year, knowing we used to scrimmage the Houston Oilers, on a day-to-day basis, you know, in, in training camp. And knowing how talented the Houston Oilers were back in the day, we saw that matchup. I watched that matchup on, on, on film, getting ready for the Buffalo Bills. And we know how tough Houston was. And Buffalo handled, handled Houston like it was nothing. I mean, it just matched up extremely well with them. So we knew that playing against the Buffalo Bills it was going to be a tough matchup week in and week out. And I just thought the offense was what separated the Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. Was your team that beat that beat that Bills team was? Do you think that was the best of your Super Bowl teams? I'm sorry. I said, do you think that your team that that beat the Bills was the best of your Super Bowl teams? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think it's even close. Honestly, I don't think the '95 team playing against the Steelers we weren't we we weren't even in the same ballpark as the '92 and '93 Cowboys. And and I think when you look at those teams in '92, there was a sense of it was absolutely a sense of urgency because you had to play under Jimmy Johnson, who held his thumb on you every day. Didn't and losing was not a part of the equation. <laughs> and secondly, just looking at the depth that we had on the defensive side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball, Chad Hennings, who was I think he was the Outland Trophy winner in college, couldn't even get dressed for game. I mean, he couldn't. He, he, he was <laughs> he was inactive most of the games, and that's how deep we were on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and offensively, we all know we had the triplets and, and the offensive line will probably go down in history as one of the great offensive lines up. So uh, I would say those that '92, '93, those those two teams um, were as good as any team that uh, probably ever won Super Bowls. Hey, Darren, you mentioned Jimmy Johnson. We're speaking with Darren Woodson on the Talk of Fame Network, but you mentioned Jimmy Johnson. Uh, you're the only player to bridge the Johnson and Parcells eras in Dallas. Can you contrast those guys for us? Yeah, Jimmy was a guy that was uh, a CEO type. He led by, you know, putting pieces and parts together, whether it be offensive court, you know, offensive coordinator, North Turner, great coach back then, or uh, uh, Tony Wise, and you know, a lot of a lot of extremely good coaches on the offensive side of the ball that, that handled their business. And on the defensive side of the ball, we had you know, Dave Wonstadt, Bush Davis, Dave Campbell, coaches that went on to to be head coaches in the league. Uh, that came from his tree, and he he did a great job. Jimmy did a great job of putting these coaches together, and being able to control the the, the attitudes and the personalities in the locker room. I, I thought, you know, the only person that could have ever done that was Jimmy, and he did it with a forceful hand, did it with an extremely heavy hand uh, on players, and did it out of fear. Uh, you know, fear was a part of if you're late for a meeting, you may get cut, uh, and that's the way Jimmy uh, led his team. Parcells. Much different in the fact that Parcells was much more personable uh, as a coach, hard on you, uh, treated you like a man, but uh, you know treated, he expected you to treat him with respect and, re- and treat your teammates with a lot of respect the same way. I, I, I can tell you one thing about Bill Parcells: I learned more. I learned in two years more than I learned in my entire career under Bill Parcells, and I, I tell him all the time. You know, I, I end up getting hurt in my. Um, second year with him and we wasn't able to play that second year uh, that he had been with the Cowboys. But uh, the growth that I had under him 
I, I felt like that I could have grown so much more if I would have met him early on in my career and been so much a better football player all around. Not just, you know, and Parcells was a guy that wanted me to stop covering the slot as much in the tight end and wanted me to play a true safety spot. So there was a lot of, uh, for me, a lot of affection. He, and he was, he was like a father figure to me. He talked so much about the game and life. Hey, Darren, we're going to have to take a break for a commercial, but you can, can you stand where you are and just stay right where you're put? No, sure, no problem. Okay, we'll be back with Darren Woodson after this. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis, and within minutes you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.com. 